재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 We are continuing our discussion on mergers and acquisitions, this uptick, uh, some people say a boom in M&A activity in Korea. But uh, there are concerns, as there always will be when something kind of moves to the extreme, whether this is an overheated market, whether this could have uh, detrimental long-term effects for the economy. You can give us your thoughts. Text us at pound 1013 for 51 or send us a Kakao Talk message by adding TBS CFM as a plus friend. We'll continue our discussion with the CEO of Law and Business Research Center, Yi Ji-su, and from Catholic University Economics, Professor Yang Jun-seok. Gentlemen, thank you both for joining us once again. Professor Yang, um, <clears throat> there's some data by Deal Logic, and it says that domestic deals account for more than 90% of the M&A value, meaning that you don't, like yeah. uh, um, Mr. Lee mentioned Google, you don't have these big <laughs> companies from overseas coming in and gobbling up Korean firms. Good or bad, or what? What? What is the? Uh, well, actually, for the there? last year, the Chinese companies have gobbled up a surprising number of Korean firms. Mm-hmm. It's just that they're not large Chebar-based firms. They're not headline-making firms, right? right? Uh, but uh, apparently, they're really interested in uh, children and baby-related companies. So they bought out Agabang, mm. which is famous for uh, I'm baby very products. intimate with that. Yes, yeah. product. and uh, <laughs> Young Industry, which makes a lot of toys. Apparently, yeah. uh, they even also gobbling up some uh, technology-related companies and some small financial companies. Uh, but yeah, overall, uh, foreigners don't seem to be that much interested in buying up Korean companies. Uh, I think that's partially because, well, Koreans don't seem to like yeah. foreigners coming in and managing Korean firms. Uh, we all remember what happened when uh, Elliot tried to take over Samsung uh, oh. earlier in the summer. Uh, and the entire... Uh, business sector was clamoring that government should allow some kind of defense mechanisms for uh, foreign M&A. Was that really an M&A or was that really more of them being obstructionist in terms of what... Well, if you have M&As, you usually split it into friendly M&As and hostile M&As. And uh, to my memory, there has never been a successful case of hostile M&A for Korean companies Mm. uh, staged by a foreign company. On the other hand, friendly M&As, there have been a few. Uh, The... uh, Beer, uh, OB and Cast Beer have been bought out by Anheuser-Busch. Mm. So uh, there has been some friendly uh, M&As by foreign companies, but hostile uh, M&As, none. And since most Korean management, especially family-run management, really don't like selling their companies at all, unless yeah, sure. you have more hostile M&As, I don't think you're going to get that much foreign M&As. All right. Well, um, you know, the, the Elliot thing, you know, people look differently. People... Some people think it's not even an, uh, an attempted uh, M&A because, after all, they were just opposing uh, on one of the agenda proposed by Samsung, you know, a group. And all they were trying to do was defend some of the, sh- uh, you know, assets that belong to the shareholders. So, you know, it, de- it depends on how you look yeah. at that uh, incident. You know, some people say it's not even an, uh, a close to M&A. It was just trying to keep, uh, you know, uh, valuable assets to in in their own pockets so uh but anyway uh you know uh, the recent thing the uh, samsung between hanhua samsung between lotte i mean it is obviously uh one of the new trends that we're, we're seeing these days and I, I think samsung group is actually playing a great role here because as professor young and you mentioned you know in, in the past uh chebers were never willing to you know have any of their entities uh you know s- 
at the market and, and, and until they wait and, uh, to the final day when every, the, the entire yeah. group collapses at, uh, at the same time. But these days, you know, the, uh, the business environment certainly has changed. They cannot maintain that kind of, uh, you know, uh, business uh, style or business uh, strategies. So they have no choice. But to uh, you know, have some of those uh, entities uh, marketable at the at, at the market. A lot of it seems like, with the way the Korean firms are doing, whether it's SK Telecom and CJ Hellovision mm-hmm. or Lotte Chemical with the Samsung, Samsung Fine Chemical, is uh, if you look at baseball teams, and there might be, let's say, the Samsung line say, "Oh, we need a catcher." So okay. LG Twins, we have a catcher, yeah. but we'd like a, a, yeah. a bullpen pitcher. So can you send, yeah, and so right. it's like. It's not a core asset of mine, right, but right. I see that this Chebel guy needs it, and it could actually be uh, for helpful right. for them. So if we can come to a good deal, but as you say, it's not necessarily something that is a natural inclination to yeah. do, especially to a foreign entity, right? Right. right. And I mean, uh, if you we compare with the baseball players, I mean, uh, when this merger happens uh, between uh, you know two big entities, there's a, a, a negative side, which means a huge layoff. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the reasons why they do get merged is because they want to reduce their overhead costs, and that could be a huge burden to the national economy because there is no other choice but to fire some of their workforces. Uh, and, and, and you know, uh, the gov- government uh, needs to uh, you know. Think Think about good, uh, you know, policies. How they will deal with this huge group of uh, workforces that will be uh, laid off, mm. Professor? Yeah. Okay. Well, that certainly is a problem, and Korea has been uh, very problematic in trying to deal with uh, this displaced type of workers. Uh, on the other hand, it's because of fear of having that much unemployment that sometimes government is very unwilling to let companies merge. Or even when companies merge, uh, they uh, they try to keep all their workers, all their facilities together, and that doesn't reduce costs, which is one of the major benefits coming from M&A. So that explains why some of the Chebars seem to be so outsized, and they also have so many subsidiaries. Government won't let them get rid of some. Oh. Uh, so that's sort of the other side of the picture. And it becomes, you know, even more true when it's close to, you know, election. Because, you know, the government, because every vote counts, they would not want a huge layoff uh, happening in, in another the Sangyong Motors type of situation. Exactly. And so, you know, governments, even though those private sectors do, uh, you know, uh, get uh, get merged they will they're strong uh, closely wa- uh, watching those entities if they are having a huge layoffs if so they will uh, probably send some warnings and if especially it's true if it happens right before the election yeah the uh, best uh, case that you see these type of things is uh, korean banks uh, korean ba- there's only uh, t- something like 12 commercial bank uh, networks in Korea, 12 commercial banks, and there's only four really major banks. They, they have been created through a lot of mergers and acquisitions. So uh, you see uh, the branches r- literally uh, from the viewing distance of one branch to mm. the sa- uh, same bank's another branch. Uh, what uh, what ideally would happen is they would combine some of these branches, let some of the worker go so they could reduce the overhead and improve bank profitability. But because it may cause a lot of problems with the union, it may cause political problems, uh, they'll delay that type of downsizing okay. as long as possible. And as a result, we have, uh, in a lot of ways, overbanking with very low profits for the banks. Is there still some, uh, I suppose, momentum here? 
in your view, as far as are we are we still looking at a surge right now? Are all the other table players involved that are considering to jump in on this M&A train? And does this have anything to do once uh, Janet Yellen and the U.S. Fed says we're going to hike the interest rates, and does that really put everything to a screeching halt, or does that not? No, really I think I mean I mean well, this kind of you know uh, mega size or uh, you know M and A's will uh, be in existence for quite some time because everyone knows that we are confronting uh, you know downhill in our economy. So when that happens, you know major restructuring must take place. And if that's the, it's a situation, uh, even Jebbers, they, they, they cannot avoid, uh, you know, uh, contemplating uh, of mergers, uh, or, or, or acquisitions with other entities. Uh, so my thoughts are that it will, uh, you know, be uh, like this for, for quite some time. And, yeah. and, and, you know, maybe the interest rate may have some impact, but or not China a huge situation. one. Okay. China situation also. Yeah, I, I think, for, uh, first of all, uh, international M&As not involving Korea, that may subside if mm-hmm. Janet Yellen raises the interest rate, maybe not this time, but pre- maybe next time or the uh, time okay. after that, so it gets <laughs> to be about 0.5 or 0.75. Uh, but for Korea, as I mentioned before, I don't think it's really driven by low interest rates. I think it's driven by uh, the low profitability because of the slowdown in Korean domestic economy. And because of that, I think uh, the trends, at least for these uh, uh, Samsung, Hanwha, certain tables will continue. But I also don't see a lot of other tables joining in. So I think you'll have, you'll see some, uh, well, sort of enlightened Chebbers, which will, which seek to sort of pare down and specialize. And you'll still see a lot of some, uh, Chebbers who like having their hands in everything. And those firms, they won't really be excited about M&As. And there, yeah, and there are still those Chebbers. Well, uh, according to a news that came out yesterday, a uh, government is now trying to, uh, have a, this great deal between Hanjin, uh, you know, shipping company and, uh, Hyundai Marine. And although both uh, sides, uh, you know, deny the fact, uh, it, it turned out that the government is doing, you know, taking some roles and, ha- and making this go deal go through. Uh, I don't know how it will turn out later. Uh, later, but it's another, you know, instant M and A case that must be uh, closely watched. Okay, well, you you talked about uh, during the break, Professor Yang, about. Um there are these big deals uh, we've been talking about. You, you mentioned the big beer yeah. potential murder, uh, Anheuser-Busch and Miller, was it? Yeah. Um, a lot of people, and you even see in, in the U.S., there's always this uh, scrutiny with antitrust, right? And whether consolidation means bad news for consumers. Is that not necessarily as big a concern for the government as well as for the people here? Yeah, I think basically... Uh, as the uh, case with the banks, uh, Korean seems to be betting on larger is better. So uh, they won't, they're very reluctant to let larger companies go out of business or being even uh, sold to some uh, f- f- uh, mutual funds or uh, f- uh, other type of uh, business venture. They always want to try to seek com- to combine these companies into something bigger. Uh, we've seen that, it, well, the uh, Hyundai and Hanjin is one example. Uh, banks are another example. Whenever you have banks tr- uh, which have capital problems, which have a lot of bad debt, they're trying to get a healthy bank to try to take it over. 
problem is that also weakens the healthy bank because they have to assume a lot of the problems coming with the weaker banks. Uh, I think the strategy basically is that we want larger companies because we're under the impression that larger companies do better in international markets. I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite as confident about that. Okay. But that seems to be our strategy. So in this, so because of that, I think consumers are getting sort of a short end of this. So I mean, for us small guys, then when does it come to be a point where we have to start being concerned? Because you did say, well, these SMEs they're going to be even more right. under pressure, under more like basically priced out of the market because they're not competitive. Uh, but not, but that's not saying that this is not a bad thing. When does it come to be a point that it becomes a bad thing? <laughs> well, I, I don't know because. You know, uh, what's happening here in Korea right now is that the very sur uh, survival is an issue, even for the big ones and the small ones. I mean, uh, uh, we all have, uh, you know, this notion that, you know, once you get bigger, you will probably have more competitiveness in the world market. And, I mean, although I do, I mean, I have no, you know, way of knowing when will it be that, uh, you know, uh, uh, when it will that benefit the, the smaller ones. It has been like this for, what, more than two decades now, you know, uh, giving more favoritism sure. to, uh, to the big ones. You know, the, 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 the very survival of those entities are at risk now. So the government uh, focuses more uh, uh, towards those uh, big ones, you know, uh, and also drive the big mergers. Smaller ones, I really hate to say this, they don't get that much attention, you know, okay. all the time. But then this feels like then the government is explicitly doing a very contradictory two-track thing then because you hear the lip service if you want to call it that for where the administration is saying we need to help the SMEs we need to create jobs for people uh, through SMEs we want to start a vibrant startup environment that everyone should be entrepreneurs but doesn't something like this then from what you guys are saying in general economic principles is kind of uh, sort of so we're actually obstructing running, that we're, we're actually running a very strange system so uh, we don't want the larger firms to go out of business and we want the larger firms to become larger so we help them as much as we right. can and then because that uh, shuts out a lot of small and medium-sized companies uh, what they do is well uh, uh, force banks to give them preferential loans a certain percentage of bank loans has to be made to SMEs uh, you give them a lot of uh, policies that try to uh, uh, encourage uh, entrepreneurship so yeah. They're giving with one hand, they're taking away with the other for both Chevers and uh, SMEs. One of the uh, government's favorite solution for this is, okay, let's reserve these industries for larger companies, these industries yeah. for SMEs. Right. Uh, problem is they don't always make their selections well. So too, and it's not easy to you know uh, cut the, uh, draw a bright line which industry should belong to the SMEs and which ones to the uh, the, the you know the, the bigger ones, and they always experience. I mean, whenever government is involved in uh, in the market, it most of the time it turns out that it was not a very good success. So uh, I mean, as you pointed out, Henry, they should have some consistent policy whether to protect some of those smaller ones or. Like the former governments, you know, provide as many, uh, mm -hmm. you know, benefits, legal benefits, uh, systematical benefits, you know, uh, capital benefits to big ones so that they can, uh, you know, uh, have some what we call a trickle down effect. Uh, but it never took place. Yeah. It never happened.
then from a macro point of view, and I think both of you have uh, pointed out that we look like we're going to continue to see this uptick in trend, although there is a somewhat bleak global economic picture, especially for Korea, some of the challenges with, with exports and, and all these other factors involved, particularly with China and maybe the U.S. Fed decision. But does the uptick in M&A from a macro sense have any positive effect then on, let's say, something like GDP growth? Um, well, uh, in the long run, I think it uh, opens up the possibility. If they merge and they actually do achieve uh, s- some sort of scale economies, then at the beginning you'll have layoffs, you'll have problems, but as things go on, uh, in the medium term you'll probably see an uptick in the GDP. So if the global economy ever recovers, then we'll be in position to take even more uh, from that recovery. Uh, but... Uh, with these type of uh, mergers and acquisitions of large companies, at least initially, you're going to see some layoffs. You're going to see a lot of chaos. Mm-hmm. So for the short term, it pro- may not be uh, have a good ex- uh, good result in the short term, but it's something that Korea definitely needs for the medium and the long term. So do you also feel this oh, yes. will help create it's, it's inevitable. You know, I, I also feel bad when there's a huge layoffs and it cre- also creates a lot of social problem. But uh, as uh, Professor Yang has pointed out earlier, you know, government uh, sometimes, n- no, even even knowing that some of the uh, those entities must be gone out of the business and disappear at the market, they have, you know, uh, artificially infused some of the capital for their survival and later creates even bigger problem. So what I want to t- tell them is that, you know, let the market take care of this certain things instead of just trying to jump in when they find something is not right because eventually it turns out it creates even more bigger problem. So I agree with him. You know, in the short run, we will uh, ha- have to go through you know some painful years, but at the end, right. you know, that is the only probably the only solution that we'll ever uh, recoup from uh, the you know the, from the recession. Or if it comes, there's no other way. But your uh, point is the government leading this Hanjin and uh, Hyundai is not necessarily the best thing to do. It's not the best thing to do. Okay. Uh, Maybe just maybe to get a forecast from both of you as well, then uh, what is your outlook as far as uh, Korea's M&A activities are concerned? And even in a global sense, you mentioned some of these mega mergers that are in place as well. And what do you think our listeners really have to look out for as far as how is this going to affect anything that uh, we're doing in our daily lives? Well, uh, for now... uh Nothing really has happened yet. Uh, the uh, merged companies do even not really have layoffs yet. Uh, but it's really very strange to see, say, former Samsung workers complain because, well, we're no longer Samsung. We're in uh, Hanwha or we're in Lotte. Uh, that sort of uh, says that, well, if you look at a company, the company is supposed to do a certain type of business. So uh, what you, it shouldn't really matter who owns you as long as you have your job and you're doing the job that the company's supposed to do. But this obsession with, well, I'm no longer a Samsung man. Yeah. Uh, that just seems to me that there's still something very lo- wrong with Korean style of management. Uh, and uh, I, unless we change that type of uh, thinking, uh, I sort of worry about increasing Korean uh, productivity in the future. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, the brand name is such an important thing. A lot of Korean right. baseball fans just find that Park Byung-ho got uh, posted by the Minnesota, the Minnesota Twins, Twins, not right. a glamour team. Uh, final thoughts from you as well? Well, uh, I think, as I said earlier, it, it's almost inevitable, you know. Uh, 
especially true when the economy is experiencing uh, the downhill uh, and the, you know uh, um, you know restructuring must take place and the only hope that i have at this point is that it should be you know done uh, proactively done by the private sectors before the government uh, intervenes into the market like samsung and hanoi deal samsung and lotte deal uh, uh, you know there, there should be some other uh, chamber groups uh, that might consider of selling some of their non core businesses mm. to even to some foreigners if it they feel it's necessary because there's no reason to uh, you know distinguish between the foreigners and domestics we are already living in a global era you know so what, what even the smaller chamber groups mu- must go over and review their businesses right. and, and and make the decision whether they should maintain the way it is now or you know sell some of those their non-core businesses some very good points indeed uh we will have to leave it there a great discussion as always i uh, want to thank our panelists professor yang junsuk egsu ceo of law and business research center gentlemen Thank you and hope to see you guys again soon. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.